0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sprites of Life podcast, I'm Lucas, I'm Chris, and Don is prepping for a hurricane at this time, so he sadly cannot be joining us, but by the time this comes out, the hurricane will be gone, so he'll be fine, he'll be okay.
1: If there's one of us that will do the best during the hurricane, it's probably Don.
0: Absolutely, I have no qualms, if the entire Tampa Bay area flooded, he would run some sort of fish-based boat kingdom, and it would be glorious
1: i mean he, he'd be spearfishing in the, like the uh, parking lot
0: yeah like sir do you have to get out of here no not yet one second although actu- actually
1: minor disclaimer if the area is flooded don't swim in flood water
0: yeah don't and if you see a bunch of floating fire ants don't touch it i feel like that needed to be said with like the video that was
1: going around with the other area that flooded if everyone like bopping or like they were doing like tiktok videos in the flood water don't yeah. do that
0: Yeah, pro tip, if you're going to go in the floodwater, use a kayak. Much safer. I mean, that's
1: the Florida way. There's just so much bacteria and grossness.
0: Yeah, but, like, I can't stop them from going into playing in the floodwater. The least I can do is minimize the damage. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, all right. Now, for this episode, I mean, it's the two of us. Now we can debate this without any middlemen. Best Bush Gardens Park, Williamsburg or Tampa? What do you think?
1: So, having been to both, they both have their charms. Okay. I will say. I am partial to Williamsburg, probably because of nostalgia. But, like, the big bad wolf, Pompeii, like, how are you going to get Pompeii in a fairy tale world in the same place?
0: Um, because Busch Gardens Williamsburg is insane. Like, it's, it's run by lunatics. Like, it was built by lunatics. I can't speak for the people running it, but I, it, it was built by madmen. Meanwhile, Busch Gardens Tampa actually has, you know. A theme. Our, our theme is whatever we want it to be. No, no. The theme is the theme. In, yeah, the theme in Williamsburg is. Yep, we got parks and wolves. Come on down, y'all. And I, and Bush Gardens is like, yeah, we have mostly African wildlife and an Australia section in the corner. What do you want to do about it? Like, it's simple. It's peaceful, and that's what I like it. And it's one of the reasons I used to work there. So. Today, kind of wanted to start with Busch Gardens, especially Busch Gardens Tampa, because since it focuses so much on African wildlife, and that's one of the places I got my start in animal biology, I wanted us to, to do an episode on the Pokemon found in the African savannah, or at least some of them. I'll be honest, we're going to need to do a part two somewhere down the line, because Pokemon has this... They have so many of them, and we'll get into why they have so many of them in, during the episode.
1: And also, there is just some... Really, really cool animals on the savannah. And I have like,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what no one disagreed that there's cool stuff out there. Like the billions raked in from like all the tourism that's done and the safari stuff, it's it's amazing. But uh first things first, uh I'm a big believer that the greatest highs come from the lowest lows. So um, yeah, let's start with a little bit of low to build ourselves up. Uh Emperor Penguins lost thousands of chicks to melting ice last year. I can't think of anything sadder to to think about today, but it is one of the issues we kind of have to tackle. So in the Western Antarctic shelf, um, thousands of emperor penguins lost their chicks. Now, the big reason they lost them wasn't from a lack of food. It was that the ice in that area was melting particularly early. And because of that, the ice shelf that they were living on kind of broke. Uh, Now, when penguins are developing, they go through multiple different phases of growth and multiple phases of their feathers falling out and growing in and falling out and growing in. In this case, a bunch of fledgling emperor penguins are still on this ice. And what will happen is that those feathers are not waterproof yet, which means that they go in the water. They are not going to last very long at all in the frozen Antarctic waters. And so these animals just keep passing away. One study found that on a particular shelf with about 10,000 or so breeding pairs, only about 850 chicks survived. Now, uh, they can recover from these sorts of things, like the populations can recover over time, but if they just keep happening as we have seen like multiple years in a row in some cases that they're just not surviving, there could be a chance that sea levels and like the melting ice could cut the population of these penguins more than half. By 2100. And that seems like a long way away. But considering how many emperor penguins are down there. That's quite a bit. But emperor penguins are one of those penguins where there's not truly endangered. They've never really had direct contact with people to truly get endangered.
1: But still like not great.
0: <laughs> it's also one of those stories. I'll be honest. We use when it comes to saving animals. If I tell people save the golden tarantula people are more likely to go and get their boots and find it and step on it than they are to save it.
1: Yeah. You need like the mascot Pokemon or mascot animals.
0: Yeah. That's what pandas are. That's why we keep them alive. I'll be honest. Most people don't like them, but because pandas work as an umbrella species, they protect, you know, all the other things living in the Chinese forest. Same goes with the penguins. No one gives a rat's patoot about krill, but if you tell them that like, Oh, the penguins are losing it, they usually help. Weirdly enough, Doesn't work for polar bears anymore because we overuse them. That was actually a big part. Like uh, I read a huge article about how we um, overuse the polar bear to the point that nobody cares about them as much anymore, which is kind of a bummer.
1: Get a new show motif. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. All right. On the note of youngsters dying. We did have a new Pokemon that got dropped before the DLC. <laughs> that must might be the best segue you have ever done. It, I mean, come on. It was right there. They, they literally showed us a video of, oh, come, children. Come sit by and watch the show. Let's hear about the ghost Pokemon that sucks away your life force. Hey, why are you all sleepy?
1: And then murders. And, so, okay. We have to acknowledge the body count of Pokemon is... Exponentially rising. We went with like Hisu and Zorark, was like the first one that we like actively saw in a video. It like killed somebody. Oh, yeah. And that was just one. Mm-hmm. And then this thing, Polchageist,
0: like murdered a town. Poltergeist destroyed the entire, like, fecundity. The entire population growth of a of a group of people. That is terrifying. All those kids have lost their life. For it. Even if they're not dead, they've probably lost at least five or ten years from their life. And that's not nothing.
1: But Poltergeist is pretty
0: cool. Poltergeist as a Pokemon is pretty neat. We'll have to see how well its ability goes. I'm sure if Don was here, he'd, like, go into, like, a ramble about, like, how... Like how useful something like that might be, so we're just gonna have to simulate it. I honestly, anything with U-turn paired with this thing would be really good. Any or pivot, pivot like a parting shot. Yeah, like with Incinera coming in to weak to soften them up, like with a parting shot. So you get intimidate. You parting shot. You move this thing out. So any damage that was taken, like it's it's terrifying what this thing can do. Yeah. Like it's downright menacing.
1: The um, what I'm curious of is one they seem to be on a grass ghost kick, which I'm into. Like I li- I like I like any kind of ghost. Grass ghost cool. Trevenant cool.
0: Bramblegast.
1: Bramblegast cool. What's the uh, Delmise, cool? But like I want like I don't think we st- we still don't have a we don't have- we don't have a we don't have a rock ghost. No, we don't. Don't have a fairy ghost. Also, the other thing is I'm a little bit miffed that we are getting redos or additions to pokemon that are like one generation old
0: now i can understand that but given the themes that we've seen from the dlc it makes sense
1: but none of the ones that we've gotten the paradox ones are from galar
0: not yet no
1: and so like i I just feel like there's so many cool pokemon from Older generations that could like use something like Pult- no, guys didn't need love right away. Dur- uh, Duraludon did not need love right
0: right now. I can see I could see the frustration, and I'm looking at some Pokemon like Octillery. Like yo, you could use a buff, my guy. You could yeah. use something to help you out. But I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them cook. I'm gonna let them cook. <laughs> We're going to see what they do because I, so far I like it. I get why you're upset and I get why other people might be frustrated because like if it's it's either Gen 1 or the newest generation, it's never anything in between is what they care about. Like they never yeah. like they're not redoing the Gen 5ers. Then again, we might get a new Gen 5er if they pull like a Legends Arceus on us with Generation 5. Yeah. After what they did with Brilliant Diamond, I, I don't want a remake like they did the last time. That one was... um kind of a bummer and a disappointment
1: the only reason i would welcome it is because i did not play the original one and it's the easiest way to play them yeah i understand i understand your point
0: yeah we'll find out in
1: february i will say though i need don to build me a team that is poltergeist and Flamigo, so poltergeist can shell smash dip out and (laughs) and Flamigo is just a terror
0: yeah oh no i i'm still waiting for metagross for my bomb team i've been salivating over it although Snorlax would also work. All right. Uh, I guess we'll speculate on some Pokemon later anyway. So for now, let's talk about Africa. First things first, not a country. It's a continent with over 50 countries. I really hate it. Get, I don't like referring to Africa as one place because it's so large and like has so many different cultures. And the only thing tying them all together in a lot of cases is skin tone. And that's not even the same thing. And that's awful that people connect them all is like one thing when it's, it's so much bigger so first thing out of the way africa is a continent and it's one of the last places on earth with what people might have decried as monsters like if you could go back in time to being a roman legionary just going in to fight off hannibal and he rides up over the mountaintops riding a monster big ears massive knives in its face massive weird nose like to to us, it's an elephant. To them, it's a monster. Like, can you tell me? Describe to me an elephant right now, as if I don't know what it is.
1: You're gonna like what Was this the like, three blind mice? Me. Pretty much. Yeah. Leathery skin, big ears, giant bone-like protrusions from its face, and a little dangly
0: rope nose. It's, it's not easy to tell describe it without it sounding horrifying. <laughs> uh, but. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that Africa is the only continent left with uh, giant megafauna. What, 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 what classifies megafauna? Giant, basically large animals, like a, a large number of very large animals. And you're talking like land animals. Yes, land animals. The ocean is a beast unto itself. I'm talking land animals. Like the United States, North America, used to have lions and rhinos and, all, and saber-toothed cats, all these megafauna. And nowadays, only Africa has it. Even places like Asia, they might have a rhino or an elephant species, but nowhere near the abundance. There are dozens of antelope species out there. There are multiple different types of zebra, but they're all there. And a lot of people have asked, why? And so I decided to look it up. The reason why there's so many giant super animals in Africa is they, in part, because that's originally where we came from. And thus, they had enough time to adapt to us living there. So that's one of the prevailing theories. Yeah,
1: didn't kill them out first because they knew how to deal with us.
0: Yes. Combine that with the Ice Age that wiped out a lot of the North American ones, which were designed more for colder climates. Uh, Combine that with the human impact that would happen as well. Africa is one of the only places that didn't have that massive impact of humans suddenly showing up because they were already there to begin with and they adapted to it. It's also, for better or for worse, one of the only places in the world that didn't overdevelop and completely get claimed by humanity. Like in Africa, there are still many wild places. There are still people living in those wild places, but it stayed wild. They didn't build a bunch of sky a bunch of like skyscrapers just coming out of the ground now. It, it's stayed relatively underdeveloped, and that is again for better or for worse, depending on what you're talking about. Savannas are a type of biome. They're a type of grassland found in many parts of the world, um, Australia, South America, and of course Africa, and they are defined by their lack of trees, plenty of grass, and uh, varying seasons of rain. There is a sparse amount of trees because the weather just doesn't allow for them, and the soil typically is good enough, but grass, grass can grow anywhere. Grass is really good at getting about anywhere it needs to go. Grass
1: is, yes, Grasses prolif- grass proliferates.
0: Yeah, grass comes in all shapes, sizes, colors. If there's one plant that can survive just about anything, it's grass. Uh, the African savannah is a constantly changing place depending on the time of year. There are times where it is dusty, empty, and just only the hardiest things survive. Then the rainy seasons come and it's bursting with life. There's insects and birds and fish and super mammals all throughout the rivers and streams and fields. It's a beautiful sight to the point where so many people spend billions of dollars every year to go and see it. And on that that time scale, there's some of the largest migrations on land today. You're talking wildebeest, zebras, elephants. All of these animals are migrating following the seasons of the rain. If you ever want to look up the map for the wildebeest migration, you can watch it as like a giant circle You could see some of the dust these animals pick up when they're moving from satellites. Like, it's incredible the amount of movement that happens there. Just
1: a regular old uh, sandstorm Pokemon.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's not too far off to say that they do, like, disturb the weather in some cases, or at least the air quality. Uh, Now, because of this, each of the animals living there had to have come up with a couple of different adaptations to survive. And some of them share them. Uh, For example... Uh, We'll talk more about cats in the next one, but cats are not social creatures. Not really, not unless you force them to be. But the only social group of cats on the planet are lions who have evolved to socially hunt and better catch larger prey. If they were just running at this tiger's guile, most of them would not survive because they wouldn't be able to work as a team to take down large prey. Jaguars can survive, but that's because jaguars mainly tackle things that they can easily grab and yank up a tree, like an antelope. They're not taking down a zebra. They're taking down the smaller things.
1: If you've ever doubted a jaguar's strength, watch a video of it carrying an antelope into a tree.
0: It is bone chilling to just see how like easily it just yanks it up there and just places it.
1: Yeah, it's it's terrifying.
0: <laughs> On the other hand, zebras and wildebeest have picked up a lot of fun little adaptations. Uh, for starters, wildebeest can pause the birthing process right in the middle. They can just stop it, run away from danger, and then keep giving birth.
1: Oh, like, oh no, you're you're going to wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, like you could literally have, there have been cases where people have filmed the Zillibe- wildebeest with like the little two legs dangling out the back as it's running away. Like that's one way to start your life. Uh, another adaptation you'll see in a lot of them is the get up and run strategy, where a lot of these animals will: you have six minutes. Once you plop out of mom, you have six minutes. Stand up and start walking because that's how you survive. Like their giraffes, to-be zebras—they all tend to do that. Antelopes uh, behave a little like deer in that they will leave their babies and hide them. But in the other, in the case of a lot of these animals that are on the move, that's like nope, no time for that, Jimmy. Get up, let's go, 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 go. It's it's a constant moving, constantly growing environment, and it spans a large chunk of Africa, like many different countries. Dozens of countries are affected by the uh, savannas and thus the wildlife living there. And as I've mentioned already, it's good money. I mean, Tanzania has lots of people who all depend on the tourism industry in order to provide for their families. Uh, You'll have different safaris of different kinds in Botswana. You'll have them in South Africa. You'll have them all over the continent. Because these areas bring a lot of people who are interested in seeing these animals you can't see anywhere else. Yes, there's a good chance to see them at a nice zoo, but like it's it's as someone who works in this field, it's, it's it's nothing compared to seeing them in the wild. Like it's it's not something everyone can afford, but if you get a chance to do it, it's it's apparently one of the most breathtaking sights you'll ever see. But it does come with the slight problem that not everybody's interested in looking at the animals. Some people are interested in hunting them down. The bad side is the poaching. Many people know about poaching, about ivory tusks and rhino horns and pangolin scales. A lot of people know about poaching. Uh, There are now people whose entire jobs are focused on anti-poaching. There was at one point multiple men with guns surrounding the last northern white rhino to make sure that he did not get shot and his horn taken. Like he had bodyguards. It is a very dangerous line of work to stop some of these poachers. But a lot of the blame for the poaching cannot go directly on the poacher because the poachers are usually paid on average about 50 bucks to kill a rhino. And that 50 bucks is more than they would get doing a normal job. But the porn will then be stolen to black markets as illegal medicine for thousands of dollars. Sadly, usually in China.
1: Yeah, we'll just say there's plenty of uh, blame to go around.
0: Yeah. It is tough, though, because when you think about it, like in protecting these animals, you also have to worry about the people living there. Like, okay, for example, let's say you're going ahead and protecting the elephants. Nobody can hurt them. And if you hurt them, you're going to jail. Make sense? In theory. Yeah, in theory. But in practice, the elephants are ridiculously smart. And they're like, oh, hey, that farmer is growing delicious food. I'm going to take his food. And now the farmer doesn't have any food to feed his family or to get any money to provide for his family in another way. What is he supposed to do? It's it's a lot easier to judge someone when you're sitting in a comfy chair in South Carolina than it is to actually live it. And that's really hard for some people to understand. I I will say the creativity that they've come up with to stop the elephants is like chef's kiss. Beautiful. Um, Elephants hate a few different things one of them being bees (laughs) so they'll just have bees like stationed at certain points around their farm the elephants will hear the bees coming and be like oh oh yeah no we're not going near there and now the farmer has a source of honey so win-win for the farmer double win for him zero win for the elephant everybody wins so let's talk about some some of the pokemon that have made it now we're going to talk about the herbivorous ones well sorry quote-unquote herbivorous ones and then next time we'll talk about some of the predators because I, I I can't just include zebras, giraffes, rhinos, hippos, and then also lions, hyenas, vultures, and all whatever, pangolins and all that stuff. You got to kind of take it slow.
1: Yeah. Well, we got to put some order in
0: here. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the meanest creature I have ever met. Let's talk about zebras. Let's talk about one of the most forgotten group of Pokemon out there. That is Blitzel and Zebstrika. That's,
1: I mean, that's true for most black and white Pokemon, though.
0: Ooh, I mean, are you saying that because they're black and white or because they're from black and white? Because, I'm, well, that's a good joke. I'm saying, I'm
1: saying, (laughs) I feel like most Pokemon from black and white tend to be forgotten because they are the ones
0: that don't get
1: brought back as much.
0: X says drill would like to remind you to shut your silly little mouth. I said most, not most, all. Yeah, Darmanitan. Uh I'm I'm scrolling down. Hang on. I'm scrolling down the list. Uh he's not forgotten. Uh uh okay. I I I moved past Haxorus and I'm like, "Oh. Oh, I see your point." Hi Dragon's there. Hi, hi. dragon. The genies are there? Like the genies are there too, but yeah, I I do I get it. Okay, I get
1: there's it. a lot. There's a lot of forgotten ones from Black and White.
0: Yeah, but these ones haven't been seen since, like, Alpha Sapphire and, like, Omega Ruby, so it's been a while. Zebstrika is a zebra, and zebras are mean. If you've ever thought of being friends with a zebra, think again. Every zebra I've ever met has been kind of a jerk, and that's not their fault. It is what they are. Um, Legends Arceus is, um... Uh, no, no, sorry, uh, this isn't from Legends Arceus. This is, I believe, from, uh... I think this is from Omega Ruby. Um, when this ill-tempered Pokemon runs wild, it shoots lightning from its mane in all directions. That is pretty fitting. These animals are pretty ill-tempered, but the 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 question is why? <clears throat> why would this animal? Why do you think this animal, like the zebra, m striker, are jerks? I because they have to deal with so much BS on the savanna. Bingo! That's the thing people don't understand. Living on the savanna means you have to fight every second of every day to stay alive from the elements and from the predators. So zebras have evolved basically to fight off anything. They bite, kick and scream in order to communicate. Meanwhile, Blitzel uses flashes of its mane to communicate with the group. So we know they're social. We know they hang out in social groups, but um, I love that they made it ill-tempered because these things are more in common with like a mule or a donkey than they do with a horse. They even have a weaker back. So people couldn't ride them out of Africa. If you tried it, you would hurt the animal and it would get angry and kick you in the face so hard that it would dislocate your jaw. Now, you may be asking, how do I know it has enough strength to dislocate your jaw? The answer is because they can dislocate a lion's jaw with a single kick. Just gone. Done. Game over for the lion. I thought you were about to say your friend got kicked by a zebra. (laughs) My friends were good. My friends were good at what they did. None of them ever got kicked by a zebra.
1: I have to imagine... If it dislocates a lion's jaw, that it just would destroy your face.
0: Yeah, I know. Would you get kicked by a zebra like your bones are now cracked and or powder? They're very very powerful. Also, if you look at Zebstrika's, like design, you'll notice that it has wide. It has a um, horizontal stripes on its buttocks. Like you see the if you look at the art, you'll see it. Now, do you what do horizontal strikes? do for someone's butt like if you to wear horizontal stripes they on make it hands. they make it look wider exactly that's how i know what kind of zebra this is this is a based on a common plain zebra as opposed to the mountain zebra or grebby zebra the common plain zebra is the most sociable of the two of the three species of zebra and they have those same markings right on their butt in order to make themselves look larger and look like a much more difficult target to take down uh incidentally i'm not gonna make you guess because it's an annoying game zebras are brown with white stripes that's the if anyone wants to ask they're brown with white stripes not black with white stripes just thought i'd get that out there
1: that wait so why do it. they look like they're they have weight in their fur
0: that is just the pattern um we've thought of a number of different reasons why they have the stripes on their body it could be moving as a group it helps disorientate it could be that it makes flies that makes it difficult for flies and insects to land on them there could be a number of reasons why they have them but it seems more or less to like blend in with your herd if you're blending in with the herd you're less likely to be targeted like fish swimming in a school so everything about them is built for survival and this pokemon they did a really good job in building this thing out to be like yeah no it it's mean as heck and it'll kick and it'll kick and kill you if you get too close to it but you know otherwise Great design. I love the design. I think it looks great. It is really cool. Isn't it made of glass, though? Yeah, let me check the stats. Uh, you know, its defense is terrible. Yeah, 63 in defense and special defense, but good speed at 116. All right, so we get to talk about a new Pokemon now. We get to talk about Ferrigirath. Do, do 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 What was that? Do
1: you not like the...
0: Da-da-da-da. But, uh, but, yeah i know i was getting oh, sorry i didn't know where your bit was going on that one
1: that's every i just can't say for a giraffe or giraffe rig
0: without doing that really for do 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 giraffe a rig do do oh, i see what you're saying yeah i get you <laughs> all right so i will point out that saying for is a super small giraffe it's only about 10 feet tall that's not count. much that doesn't count What do you mean it doesn't count? (laughs) No, no, no. Explain to me how this doesn't count. I want it to be giant. Yeah, I mean, I do too. Do you want to know how big a newborn baby giraffe is? How big? They're literally right around like four feet tall. They're they're good size. And they just gave birth to Tom Cruise. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) How are we going to get Tom Cruise on the show with that attitude? (laughs) But... They can grow. They can grow anywhere from 14 to 19 feet tall, so they can get absolutely massive. Now, the original idea for Giraffric is based on an old story from Doctor Doolittle, way back in the day, of the two-headed llama, and so that's where the original idea came from. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on giraffes. So instead of having, so you know, in the Pokédex, how Giraffric it states that like it has a tiny tail that will attack anything going near it. So giraffes kind of have that. Only it's not a tail, it's their legs. A giraffe's legs are specifically designed to kick in any direction. It doesn't matter where the lion or leopard or hyenas are coming from. They are getting kicked in the head. It's just, it, it's, you remember that one? Have you ever seen the boot to the head skip? Like you receive a boot to the head. Boom, and that's every lion who's ever gone near them, unless they attack as a group. Like they have a very powerful kick. So that's one thing they have. Now, I, a shout out to the people who made giraffes. Dex entries, because by giving it that helmet, it's basically confirming one of these basic pieces of evidence we found about giraffes. Giraffes did not evolve their necks to feed on stuff at all. Uh, We know this, or at least we have the scientific theory as to why, because most of their food is eaten at shoulder height. So if they aren't using it for eating, what are they using it for? If I'm reading the Dex entries, I'm going to guess headbutting. Headbutting! Those horns at the top of the head are called osseocones. And giraffes, they're made out of bone. Fun fact about the babies, they come out squishy and gross. But they eventually harden into this tough, bony structure that they use to wallop each other. If you've ever watched giraffes flap each other with their necks, it feels like thunder is coming down. It feels like cracks of lightning, very, very frightening, hitting each other. It is wildly dangerous to be near them. But they do hurt. They, the, the bony plates on the side, that's what they're designed for. And that's what we think got them to evolve those massive long necks. So shout out to Frigorath.
1: Okay, so who we got next? We're going Gen
0: 1. Yeah, we're going Gen 1 to some of the greatest character assassination of any animal to Pokemon ever. Yeah, we're talking about Rhyhorn. Rhyhorn is the one we're talking about today. And I got a big, big dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Go on, pick a deck sentry, any deck sentry. I'll tell you how stupid it is. Go Two. on two gen two let's see ah crystal uh crystal it can remember only one thing at a time once it starts rushing it forgets why it started go on pick another one don't care six six okay let's see six is strong but not too bright this pokemon can shatter even a skyscraper a skyscraper with its charging tackles and and just for funsy let's go ahead and read brilliant diamond shining pearl Its body is clad in a thick hide, and its tackles topple buildings. Unfortunately, it is not smart. Uh, I
1: disagree. I would say fortunately it's not smart, because if it was intelligent and it could make this much destruction, that would be more dangerous. It is
0: short-tempered and easily... it It is a Pokemon that brutally destroys what the real thing is. Rhinos are some of the coolest animals on Earth. And yet we constantly view them as big, dumb, slow, and otherwise uncooperative, which is very irritating. So Rhyhorn is um, Rhyhorn, Rhydon, whichever. The Rhyhorns are based on um, African rhinos and black rhinos collectively. Um, so if you look at Rhyhorn's design, you'll go ahead and you'll see that it has a hooked lip at the front. That is something from a black rhino. Black rhinos are also known as the hook-lipped rhino because they'll have a prehensile lip that allows them to grab branches. They are living more in the trees and the forests of Africa than they are in the jungles. The white rhino, also known as the wide-lipped rhino, is meant for eating grasses. That's why they're found on the Savannah, also much more sociable. I believe they're one of, if not the only social group of rhinos. Again, an adaptation to surviving in an area so chock full of predators. Now, as far as intelligence goes, they're not exactly solving calculus, but they are smart enough to understand how to like, survive out in that area. For example, they like to poop in one spot. They have a poop spot. Forever? Uh, not forever, but they have a preferred spot they poop, and that makes things very easy for the rhinos to find out who's there. I mean, I get it because, like, I have the favorite toilet in my house. We all have the favorite toilet in our homes. Mine is, like, two feet away from me. I like that toilet. But in any case, <laughs> with rhinos, um, rhinos have the ability to taste whether a female is ovulating or not. So they're able to understand, okay, if I go to this poop spot, I can find out if this female is ovulating or not. And thus, I will then be able to go and reproduce more. They're eating poop? Uh, pee. Yes, they will drink it
1: oh. to find out.
0: Giraffes do it, too, actually. There's got to be a better way, guys. I mean, I'm sorry. They've survived a pretty long time while doing it. A lot of animals have just been able to taste whether they're ovulating or not. I don't make the rules. It's gross, but it's science, so it counts. Just because it's always worked doesn't mean it's not a better way. Fair. Um, The other thing I've seen them do personally is with rhinos, they will wait for their horn to get wet and then they will sharpen it against a rock. Now, a rhino horn is not made out of rock or bone. It's made out of keratin, the same stuff as your fingernails and your hair. When you wet your nails, it's easier to cut. When you wet a rhino's horn, it's easier to shape. And that's where you can see their personalities. Some rhinos like really long, sharp horns. Others like to keep theirs blunted and shaved down. They have their own style of how they want to do their horn, which is very cool. Oh, yeah. Very stylish. Walking Now, runways. for your safety... I will tell you right now, rhinos can turn on a dime. I've seen it. You do not want to think they can run in one direction. They are related to horses. They can turn real good. They've got the turn radius of a Kia soul. Uh, I will leave you with one fun rhino story. A wildebeest decided it would be a good idea to pick on a baby rhino. Um, Long story short, have you ever seen a wildebeest get flipped like a quarter? I admittedly have never seen a wildebeest, so no. Oh, no, it's it's quite fun. Like they just get them they often get flipped, and they deserved it. I mean, they re- the zookeepers rescued him before anything worse happened. But we have a picture of that somewhere. Like I, I remember, one of my friends had the picture. I got to go see if I can find it. But no, if um if you're talking about Pokemon that have like completely been like character assassinated compared to their wildlife counterparts, Rhyhorn and Rhydon, that whole group just kind of get left out to wash. I mean, I think Magikarp got a character assassinated. Yeah, yeah, he did, but, like, at least they, they, they say really mean things about Magikarp being weak and worthless, but at least they don't call him stupid. That's true. Yes, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they don't call him an idiot, which is fine. All right. Now, this last Pokemon I want to talk about is one where it's one of the very few where I will say I would rather fight this than the real-world equivalent. Let's talk hippos. Are you aware of how many people they kill? Uh, more than sharks, more than a lot more about 500 uh, on average. Around, oh, I think it's over 500 a year for hippos, and for sharks, it's about um, in one of my favorite deck sentries, just said that um, they are short tempered and easily moved to violence. The Hippowdon is the perfect hippo Pokemon. The reason I say I'd rather pick a fight with it, um, if you want to pull up what Hippowdon's teeth look like. They're just like, oh, these aren't, that's not so bad. It's just a couple of little teethy tooths here. Um, and then you got, go he's ahead got and- two, He's got two big ones, but most of them are- got mur- some tusks. Yeah. But, but then you look up the hippo skull. You look that up and you tell me you want to fight that.
1: I don't want to fight either.
0: Yeah, but like if you're a gun to your head, which one are you getting in the arena with? Okay. Yeah, fair.
1: I see one that is a hippo skull with a human skull in its mouth. And it's like, uh-oh.
0: Yeah, unsettling. Because that actually has happened. That's a real thing. I will also point out that Hippopotamus is way, way lighter than an actual hippo. Yeah, he's only like six hundred pounds. Yeah, it's six hundred pounds. A male hippo can weigh over three thousand pounds. It's a big difference. It's a tank. And they run. How fast do hippos run? Ooh, I have. To, I had a buddy who knew that. Let me go ahead and check. Now I will say that nineteen when it comes, miles per hour. That's actually one mile faster than a river otter on land. Would you look at that? But that's 3,000 pounds moving 20 miles an hour. Oh, yes. It's quite scary. I will say with speed tests, it's hard because you can't tell just how fast they can run because you can't really tell them to run as fast as they can. I mean, you can chase them with a truck. That's how we learned rhinos can run over 25 miles an hour.
1: You Wait, you said you said 3,000 3, uh, pounds?
0: Uh, between 3,000 and 4,000 pounds. Okay. I'm glad I looked this up.
1: So let's assume that the speed test is accurate and they run about 20 pounds. This is the exact equivalent of me driving my car through my neighborhood. And it's just coming for you with teeth. <laughs> because my car, Kia Niro, 3,071 pounds.
0: And this is why Pokemon's weight problem. Like, if, if Pokemon just went in, like all in, and just redid all the weights and heights, I don't think anyone would object. <laughs> <laughs> this Hippowdon weighs the same as a Kia Soul. Oh, you will appreciate it. Guess which Dex entry says they're short-tempered and easily moved to violence legends arceus oh yeah legends arceus the best text (laughs) entries
1: ever written i will say there's i think it's i think it's in sword uh it's the only mention of it but it does mention a you correct me if i'm wrong a symbiotic relationship
0: yeah um dweebles help dislodge such stones so and so hippodon looks after these pokemon so they are not these are actually nicer than hippos They actually form, like, the Dweebles are like, okay, I'll get the rocks, but you keep me safe. And it's like, bet, deal. Real hippos aren't even considered true herbivores because they have been known to occasionally eat random things that wander into their territory. Like, oh, an antelope is drowning. Let me help. And they'll eat it. Like, at least parts of it. Even if meat's floating down the river, they'll give it a shot. Now, this isn't too surprising, but still, it's a terrifying animal. Um, They don't even swim. They defy the need to swim because all they have to do is jump. They bounce along the bottom of the water. That's how they move. That's incredible. Yeah. They can skip along the bottom. Like you'll watch them. Like it's almost like galloping underwater. But they can't swim. They They just jump. They have the same
1: swimming level expertise as I do. Because I just go go as far as I can in the pool on my toes and just bop around.
0: Yeah, and it's wild. They're incredibly dainty. Not only that, their skin produces a natural sunscreen on them. So they're immune to the rays of the sun. Like, they are wildly good at communicating. They are exceptionally good at marking their territory. And every major animal knows that if you get on the wrong end of this thing, you die. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's the number of people who have been killed by these animals. It's because they live in the same river system as people need to survive. It's not that people are hunting them for anything because they don't have anything we really want. They're just mean. And they will hurt you. And now they're living in Venezuela thanks to criminals. Oh, or no. to Colombia. I think it was Colombia. We, we now have hippos in South America thanks to, um, uh, what was his face?
1: Pablo Escobar?
0: Pablo Escobar, that's the one. Yeah, Pablo Escobar introduced hippos to South America. So thank you, Pablo. That, that was
1: a wild and very uninformed guess on my
0: part. No, it was Pablo Escobar. Yeah, he brought hippos. He thought they'd be cool. I guess when you had that much money and power, you can kind of just bring hippos over. Kind of a bummer. So I did say this with the last Pokemon we were talk about, but I kind of, I, I you know, I, when I'm doing these things, I'm going through like the whole deck's list. I have the whole thing written out in front of me. Yeah. And I'm like, I always look for what's missing. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed we don't have an antelope. Yes. We have deer in multiple shapes, sizes, and legendary conditions, but we do not have an antelope, which is strange given that there are one, two, three... Yeah, there's roughly about, there's close to two dozen species of antelope on the planet. And they're very iconic. Yeah. Now, so, a couple things, though, I kind of wanted to make our own. Like, I wanted to make our own antelope, but keep in mind, um, there's a lot of different kinds of antelope. So, let's go ahead and let's settle with, like, a type. Okay. What are you feeling? <sighs> I hate to say normal, and I hate to say grass. So, I want to go with, I'd go with ground. I would honestly go with ground. Um, I feel like grass is still fair though. So maybe
1: a dual type of grass ground.
0: Yeah, I'd go with that. They are usually in the dustier plain areas. They're not always in like the lush green vegetation for ability. I mean, one of the things about antelopes is that they have this. um, I don't know. I would give it. Okay. What is that ability that Corviknight has the mirror one mirror armor? Mirror armor? Yeah. Okay, there's this cool thing that antelopes do where they will signal their, that strength to predators. So it's, I think it's called pronking where they basically just jump straight up into the air whenever they notice a predator. They do this because they can tell the predator, hey, I see you, your ambush won't work, and I can outrun you. Even a cheetah can only run for about 60 seconds, and antelope can run not as fast, but for a whole lot longer than them. So my idea is that if anyone tries to like intimidate them, it prongs and shows how strong it is and it reflects it back at them. So like basically like a built-in adrenaline orb. Basically a built-in adrenaline orb. Oh, Anytime no, because, it's atti-
1: yeah. Okay. Like, yeah,
0: yeah built-in adrenaline orb. Anytime somebody intimidates it or drops its stats, its speeds go up. Its speed goes up.
1: I can dig that. I was trying to think of something. So what I was trying to do is try to make a, an ability baton pass.
0: Ooh. Explain.
1: Well, like something to like when it just like if it changes out it passes its
0: abilities to the next thing oh that would be dangerous i like it without
1: having to use the move baton pass
0: yeah i would have to give it high jump kick i would i mean i feel that's necessary just as a one random move also i I looked it up
1: there are apparently 70 hippos in Colombia.
0: okay as of as
1: of february 2022
0: okay so that number is probably increased (laughs) Well, on the note of terrifying hippos in Colombia and places I don't want to visit anymore, I do want to thank you all for listening. We are definitely coming back to this topic sooner rather than later. I want to talk about the predators and some of the other critters in Africa, especially with Dawn. But for now, um, that's all I got. Any questions, comments, or concerns?
1: No, just uh, everyone. Like again, if you're enjoying the show, please share with a friend. Uh, leave us. Share a with review. an enemy. Share, share with them.
0: share with anyone. Yeah, share with your mom, share with your dad. They'll like it. They'll like it. They'll enjoy it.
1: We're trying to grow and you all can help us through different ways. And we really appreciate one, you listening in your time, but also we would love your input and the engagement with us. So take some time, reach out. Uh, we love to hear from you.
0: Plus shout out to my Dragon Con crew. After this, I'm starting to pack. And this episode will come out after I've gone to Dragon Con. Hopefully I have a lot of y'all listening. Thanks so much for appreciating our panel. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye everybody.